Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. Thanks for like to bet. I'm joined by Greg for another look ahead to this weekend's best bet in action in Scotland. How's it going, Greg? Yeah, doing good, thank you. The weeks are flying in now, and we're probably what into the last quarter of the season already. Yeah, too soon to say the business end? Just. I would probably wait until the okay. start of March. Maybe another couple of weeks, but things are hotting up at both ends of the table, and certainly for the European places in the Premiership, and lots to play for still in the, in the playoff spots. The leagues are pretty much done, to be fair, in League 1 and League 2. Well, fact, they are done. Um, it's all about who's going down now and who's going to steal second, third and fourth place for the playoffs. Yeah, we'll get to that pretty soon. Um, we are joined by David Weatherston all the way from Norway. How's it going, David? Yeah, very good, thank you. Um, we've been kind of keeping an eye on the Norwegian teams in Europe tonight. Bodo Glimp just edged out by Ajax. Um, from what I've seen, I don't know how. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but Molded up going pretty well in Poland. They are two up, so they're 5 2 up on aggregate as it stands at the moment as we record. Yeah, just really disappointing for Glimp to go out. And just after the way they played over two legs, they were clearly the best team. So, uh, yeah, a real disappointment. And maybe just a wee reminder. Um, how much they might miss Pellegrino this year? Mm. Um, his uh, his goal scoring touch obviously would have would have been uh, <laughs> something that probably come to light in this type of game. But um, yeah, Molde two 0 up and, and looking really good um, again. They looked really good last week as well. Yeah, and we're only four weeks away from the big kickoff in Norway. Yeah, really looking forward to it. Um, friendlies have been going. Rosenberg have been getting pumped in friendlies. Um, so Did they lose David too? Is it Volleringa they played? Volleringa pumped yes. them 4-1 four, four uh, yesterday. They? Wow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's going well. Um, looking, forward to, looking forward to it all starting up. Yeah, and this is a season, Greg, isn't it, where we are actually going to try and get over to Norway and, and see David and catch a couple of games. We're not going to try. We are. It's definitely, it's happening. Right. It's happening. It's <laughs> happening either September or October. Yeah, um, ten a ten a week. Cover it. Do you think? Ah, I'll get us a pint in Oslo, probably. Um, but yeah, we'll be back pretty soon with the Norwegian podcast. We'll have a, an anti-post podcast lined up with David as well, so plenty to look forward to uh, before the end of March. Um, Greg, before we get stuck into this week's podcast, we did pretty well on the podcast last week covering the, the Scottish games. Yeah, it was a decent weekend in Scotland last weekend. Uh, again, I do stress to everyone to listen to the podcast just in the fact that as well as the tips there's always some really good pointers too and we had quite a few of those last week uh, I think we, we highlighted Alwa who absolutely yeah. thumped Cove 4-1 yeah. we had Ayer at 13-5 and we had them to, to win sorry to, to, to score and double chance that, that came in Dundee Connors came in nicely too at 6-4 and we had goals at Aberdeen and, and Hibs and I think also worth mentioning we, we, we advised to lay Stenhouse Muir away from home at 3-5 to five up at Elgin who have turned into Brazil all of a sudden <laughs> and obviously you could not be back in Dunfermline at home to Arbroath mm-hmm. so hopefully some people took our advice and laid both those sides as well Yeah I think we mentioned Edinburgh City as well even money just to score last weekend and they, uh, they drew one each between the south as well The goalkeeper scored indeed last minute goal by the goalkeeper That's what we love to see uh, and they're a decent, decent price this weekend again. I see 65 to get on this. Yeah, 65. And 
obviously still an Albion Queen of the South probably pretty similar side so would not be surprised to see them score at that price and they've scored I reckon in at least 10 of their 12 games since their financial woes kicked in so they are scoring in the majority of their matches yeah it's definitely one to look out for um, let's get stuck into this week's games uh, we'll start with the Premiership and work our way through the leagues we've got plenty to look forward to uh, and it is an interesting Premiership Premiership. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself <laughs> with the Aberdeen game, sorry. Um, <laughs> Premiership, top of the table are Rangers. Greg, um, they went top after Celtic drew one each with Kilmarnock last weekend. Rangers followed that up with a win on the Sunday to go two points clear. Uh, big game this weekend at Ibrox, it's Rangers v Hearts. Uh, Hearts going to this game, I think, unbeaten in the last 12, won 11 and drawn one, so they couldn't be in better shape, but they're still as big as 10 to 1 to get a result at Ibrox. Yeah, I think that's down to the fact that they're away from home, they're at Ibrox, and whilst Hearts have got eight wins in the spin, and as you say, unbeaten in 12, on a phenomenal run, probably their best run ever, maybe, um, in in, in the Premiership for Hearts, but Rangers under Clement have been a winning machine, haven't they? Yeah. I I, I don't know how many games in a row they've won now, but I think they're unbeaten. Other than the Celtic goal firm match, I think they've won 14 or 15 games. And they are absolutely flying at the moment. Got their noses in front, top of the league, three to ten to to win this match, which, given Hearts' form, you'd have to say is is quite short. But mm-hmm. these are the games in which sides outside the top two on a good run. You know, everyone's got high hopes that Hearts can go mm-hmm. there. Other than Rangers fans, that they go there and compete and get a result. And what tends to happen, we've seen this before. They'll go there and they'll get comfortably beaten yeah Uh, I'm thinking that's going to happen this weekend as well yeah it's when you tend to really see the gap between the top two and the rest of the league when when a team as good as Hearts can go there and and get beaten having said that David they led at Ibrox the last time they were there and it took a a 90th minute penalty from Tavernier to equalise before Danilo won it for Rangers in the 93rd minute Um, and I think the game at uh, Tynecastle was only one goal between the sides as well in favour of Rangers so Hearts won't go there with too much trepidation I don't think but um, it would be a major scalp if they could go and win Saturday yeah, um, as Greg says, we always try and big these games up because we think or we want to believe that uh, the gap is is not too big between the old firm and, and the rest. But yeah, quite often what we get is um, we get served up a, a, a hammering um, or, a, or a very comfortable win. Hearts haven't won at Ibrook since 2014, which is... Um, I think I'll, I went. I didn't go to Perth Academy, but that's ten years. <laughs> um, that is, other, other schools that, are available. <laughs> that is a long time. Uh, it's a long time ago. So yeah, I just, I just find it hard to, to, to see anything other than Rangers winning. But um, I can see Hearts grabbing a go. Obviously, they've got the top scorer in the league, Lauren Shankland, who's in unbelievable form, playing his way into. Not just not just squad consideration, but I think starting consideration for Scotland in in the Euros. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, just um, you'd fancy him to 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 well, if he gets a chance, you'd fancy him to put it away in, on Saturday. But uh, yeah, I can see Rangers. I can see Rangers getting the better of him. Yeah, Greg, we need to talk about Rangers corners. They hit twenty at home against Ross County, and then managed just one uh, against Johnson last weekend. Um, Remarkable, yeah, remarkable. <laughs> I don't think the pitch helped. It was a really rotten, bobbly, rotted pitch, and I guess for me it was a chance to go top, and you'd be expecting them to 
have the majority of the ball, which they did. But it's remarkable they created those many chances and dominated the match and still only got one corner. Yeah. But back at Ibrox, though, completely different story. Massive pitch at Ibrox, really good surface. When you look back across their last three home games, they've got 20, 13 and 15. Uh, 38 corners, 48 corners in their last three matches is incredible. And when you look back across their last eight at home, 20, 13, 15, 7, 9, 5, 8 and 11. So hitting lots of corners since Philippe Clement took over. They've hit over three first half corners now in eight of their nine matches. And for me, there's no question this will be a tough game for Rangers, but looking at the prices, they're 4-9 Rangers to get three corners in the first half, which back at Ibrox for me is, you have to say, is banking material. Uh, Hearts can, can see plenty as well. They lost 11 here early in the season. They lost 18 at Celtic Park. They lost 8 v Dundee. They lost 7 v Kilmarnock. And they've actually shipped at least three corners now in 10 of their 12 away games. So for me, Rangers over 3.5 first half corners at even money is definitely worth backing. And the 4-9 to nine on over 2.5 is definitely worth backing and adding to an acre. Yeah, that even money looks a decent price. Um, David, you had mentioned that you think Hearts will get on the score sheet in this one. Yeah, uh, I just I think I mean they're, they're coming into this game full of confidence. As you say, they're on a, a great run, and it feels like it feels like a free hit for them. Like they're not they're not going they're going to finish third. Um, I don't think they'll go to Ibrox and just sit in. Um, so yeah, they're coming at coming in off the back of a great run. I just think I think they'll grab a goal. Rangers, obviously, they're pretty solid. At, um, <laughs> all season, as you say, but the last two home games they'd conceded a goal against Aberdeen and against Ross County. So, I think uh, one goal for Hearts, which is four or five. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that as a, um, one part of our treble uh, this week. Okay, look forward to the other two selections. Um, let's have a wee look at Hibs v Dundee. Greg Hibs eight without a win in the league now. Questions. <laughs> this feels like kind of. Groundhog Day, I suppose. <laughs> um, questions being asked of the manager, Nick Montgomery, and he really needs to get a result pretty soon before some serious questions are asked of him. Um, we've got the Edinburgh Derby uh, coming up as well, so this is a game where Hibs really need to get something out of. Won't be easy. Um, they're not quite um, the wrong side of evens, but they're 21-20 at the moment. Uh, Dundee 12-5. Dundee, what a chance they've got. A win would see them eight points ahead of Hibs. Uh, with seven to play before the split and would pretty much almost guarantee a top six finish, you would think. Yeah, 100%. We talk about it not quite being in the business end of the season yet. However, in the Premiership, and for these clubs, it very much is. Hibs are five points behind Dundee's at stands, and I didn't really realise that Hibs' record is so bad. Yeah. Eight games in a row in the Premiership without a win, just two wins in 11. Uh, I think one of those was against Inverness and one against yeah, the Boston. was four for. Four for the Cup. So yeah. not doing well at all. Hibs fans, I would say, are being very patient from what I can see on, on social media. But if they lose this game against Dundee on Saturday, then I, I'm not saying he's going to lose his job, Nick Montgomery, but it's a hellish position to be in. You're pretty much now guaranteed to be in the bottom six, which for Hibs and Aberdeen is completely unacceptable. I really don't know how this game's going to pan out. When the prices came out on Monday, Hibs were 5-6 to six to win this match, which I highlighted on the channel and on Twitter. Um, real value at Dundee at that point at 3-1. to one. Dundee, back-to-back wins at home. Mm-hmm. 
after lots of home games. Um, a 2-1 win for St Johnston and a 2-0 victory against um, Ross County last week. I think the goalkeeper did a part in that as well, though. They are shipping chances, Dundee, and teams are getting chances against them. But Dundee, conference is high in the top six at the moment. And for me, victory here would go a long way to securing top six for them. And I think for me, Dundee corners were on them last week. Uh, six to four to hit four in the first half, which they did. And I think that at Hibs on Saturday, they're more than capable of hitting at least four uh, corners in the match. And I'm going to double that up with um, a corners bet from the Ross County match. Okay, we'll get to that in a wee second. Um, yeah, David, it kind of feels like you can't really be back in Hibernian based on their current forum, can you? And as I say, that uh, Edinburgh Derby must be looming large on Wednesday at Tynecastle as well. No, we, we do say never bet Hibs odds against, but they are two two point zero five. So they are they backable now? They're, they're they're really poor form. I think this is this is a massive week. Um, if you look at the split, um, Dundee playing Hibs, St Mirren at home at St Johnston, Kilmarnock home at Aberdeen. If Kel- if those three all win, uh, that the split is pretty much decided going into with with still what seven eight games to go. Eh, uh, six seven games to go. Uh, with Motherwell against Celtic as well, it seems like there's a right good chance that we could know who the top six are after this weekend. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a fairly decent shout. Um, I think that's a game you won't be getting involved in. No, I, I mean, Hib, yeah, you can't you can't back Hibs at all, uh, the way their, their form is. And they've yeah, only beaten Inverness and Forfra in their last 10 games. Dundee coming in off the back of two... Pretty good wins at home, like important wins against teams below them that you you expect them to win, but they they've done the job, and I think uh, I think they were going to Hibs full of confidence and and expecting to give them a, a right good game. It's a it's a absolute fifty fifty. Yeah, one. I think so. Um, so Greg, we've got Dundee corners over three and a half. It's one half year double. Let's have a look at the other half of that double. That's at Ross County v Livingston. Uh, I had a look at the league table, Greg, and I couldn't quite believe that a win for Livingston here by two goals would lift them off the bottom of the table. How the hell did that happen? <laughs> Gargantuan game, this one. It's humongous. It's absolutely huge for both teams. Uh, Livingston have brought themselves right back into it with that 1-0 win last weekend at home to St Mirren. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> I think St Mirren left there scratching yeah. their head, working out how they left there with no points. Uh, they missed a late, a late penalty as as well. But credit to Livy, they, they come into this in much better form than Ross County. And it's done how he's first home game in charge. I, again, I don't think they've performed too badly against Dundee last week, but they're shipping far too many goals still. And I think for me, this could be a, a season-defining match. If Ross County win this, they go essentially seven points clear of mm. Livingston and have a game in hand. So it's, it's huge. It really is a six-pointer for me, this match. And at home, Ross County will fully expecting to, to take something from the game. And I guess for me, we've been backing Ross County quite a bit for corners this season, and they've done pretty well for us. At home, the fit nine, seven, six, two, four, and eight. And they've won the corner match bet in four of their last six. Now, Livingston have the lowest corner count in the league, 3.42 per match. Looking across their last six games, they've hit just 3, 3, 0, 3, 0, and 2. So they're not hitting many corners a game. 11 corners in their last six games. And David, I did go to Perth Academy. And that's (laughs) 1.83 corners per game. So not hitting many. They've got Simon Murray up front. 
they've got Jordan White up front, two really big guys. They put lots of balls in the box. And I, I guess that's why they do hit so many mm-hmm. corners. When I was up there a few weeks ago, the pitch wasn't in great nick, as a lot of pitches are at the moment. Pretty poor. Um, not a lot of grass, very bobbly. So I think they'll try and fire, fire balls into the box and hope that um, the two strikers can get the end of it. And that should bode well for corners for me. So more than happy to back Ross County to win the corner count at 4-7 to seven and doubled up with Dundee to hit four corners. He's a nice double at 5-4. to four. Sounds good. Uh, David, as Greg says, it's a game that's absolutely crucial at the bottom end of the table. I don't think it'll be one for the purists um, and you think cards might be a, a good way to attack this one. Yeah, I think I'm right in saying that Greg might have backed cards in the reverse fixture a couple of months ago. And guess um, what, David? It was one shot. Yeah. So... <laughs> So both teams to receive a couple of cards is even money this weekend, which I thought in itself was quite a good price. It just added to the fact that this is such a massive game. And I just, yeah, I can't see there being anything other than a, a bit of a slog fest for, for most of the game. So I had a real look at see who the ref was. The ref is David Dickinson. Um, doesn't get, yeah, doesn't get, Get a game every week in, in the Premiership, but the games he's had, he's he's dished out. I think about an average of four four yellows. He um he's done this game. We did this game last season. Um, this the exact same fixture at uh, post split, and he dished out a couple of cards each, and a red card to Livingston as well. And actually, he obviously doesn't like Livingston or Ross County because <laughs> um last week he dished out Levy two yellows, nothing to Kelly. Um, last Levy home game he dished out a red to Levy. Um, and a yellow and the last Ross County home game he dished out a red to County and a yellow to County as well so <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm loving well your conspiracy for the, yes he, does, he doesn't like travelling to, to Dingwall either he likes getting get, get this is out of the cards <laughs> and yeah so I'm hoping to, two cards each which I think I mean Ross County um, Ross County have been pretty big on cards two uh, a game aren't yeah. they two a game yeah last last five games two three two three two Livy haven't quite been on the same level, but I'm just hoping that this this game brings them brings them to life. As you say, it's a chance to get off the bottom, incredibly, despite them being absolutely terrible. Um, and yeah, I just think two cards each even money is too too hard to pass up. Yeah, and that's a bet that you quite like as well, Greg. Yeah, it's something I looked at, and it's something I still might put up on the channel. And David's kind of covered it all. Massive game for both teams. It's going to be played on a really bobbly pitch. It's going to be a battle. It's not going to be a nice match to watch. Not expecting too many goals, maybe a couple of goals, maybe a one-all draw. Hopefully a 2-0 Ross County win and we'll get Livingston rooted to the bottom spot. But yeah, yeah, I think Cards is a really good shout. Yes, indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll recap those bets before the end of the podcast. Let's have a wee look at uh, Aberdeen's visit to Kilmarnock on Saturday. Kelly picked up yet another point against Celtic, um, beating them twice and drawn with them uh, in three of the four games this season. Sitting fourth in the table, Greg, and looking good for top six and really should be having an eye on that European place as well, shouldn't they? Oh, without a doubt. Well in command now in, in fourth place. Don't get me wrong, St Mirren aren't far behind and two points behind them. And Dundee uh, are five points behind. But back at home, you can't back against them, can you? I don't think you'd be a very brave person to take Aberdeen at 11-5. This is a really difficult game to call. Aberdeen, I still really don't know what to make about Aberdeen under Neil Warnock. It's difficult to really grasp what they're doing up there at the moment. Uh, 2 old draw against Hibs last week. Again, not really good enough. 
if you want to be in the top six, especially given how poor they have, they've been for the majority of the season. And they're playing a Kelly side who, again, full of confidence, brilliant point last weekend at Celtic Park. Not many sides go there and score a late goal. So to go there and get a late goal was a testament to how they've been playing this season. And Derek McInnes up against his old club as as well. I don't think you can back either side to win this. I think if you are, obviously, you're going to go with Kilmarnock at 6-5. I do think we'll see goals in this match. I think Aberdeen defensively juries out. Uh, very poor defensively, but as we know, they've got goals on that side as well. Uh, and similar to Kilmarnock, so... Both teams to score in with a shout as well. But yeah, I do like the look of over 2.5 match goals here at 19-20. to 20. Interestingly, Graham Shinney is 2-1 to one to be booked. He's been booked now in five of his last seven matches. And a very good chance in the middle of that park he'll be in the thick of the action again. There might be better prices elsewhere. But Bet365 have kind of... needs to be the best in terms of getting the prices right in Scottish player card markets. But as I highlighted last weekend, they are way off the boil at the moment. They had Liam Gordon at four to one, albeit he didn't get booked. But um, Ryan McGowan did at eleven to four. These boys are seven to five elsewhere. So just keep an eye out for the player card markets in Scotland, especially with Bet365. But Graham Shinney two to one isn't the yeah. worst of shouts. And if Kilmarnock win this, <laughs> they go thirteen points ahead of Aberdeen. And for me, looking great for that four spot. Yeah, and I was kind of thinking, David, when I was doing my notes today, uh, Derek McInnes, as Greg says, up against his former team. They've beaten Celtic twice, they've drawn with them once, they've already beaten Rangers this season, they've won both uh, their outings against Aberdeen this season. And if you're Dave McCormack, there's one outstanding candidate for that Aberdeen <laughs> job, uh, and it, w- it would be Derek McInnes. Yeah, I- I've always I've always been a big fan of Dale. I think he's shown and he's Years at Aberdeen, that his ability as a manager, he, he was consistently well. I mean, he challenged Celtic when Rangers were in the league, and consistently finished in the top four, um, mostly third. Um, he, yeah, he's just, he's just a really good manager, and he's doing a really good job at Kelly. And yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know if I'd back them to beat Aberdeen, but I definitely don't think they'll lose. I think, uh, I think this one could be a draw. Um, yeah, as you say, Neil Warnock seems to have come up and just, <laughs> I don't know what he's doing, but they're just, just letting the boys go out and play uh, however they want, it looks like. But yes, yeah, it's, um, it's going to be an interesting game. And I think um, Kilmarnock, yeah, as you say, I think they've pretty much already secured the top six. And if they win on uh, if they win on Saturday against Aberdeen, that's it. I'd say that's it done. Yeah, top six. That's, a, that's a really good season for them. It is uh, Aberdeen running out of games, Greg, for that top six, although they mm. do still have Dundee to play twice before the split, so that those games might be crucial, but they certainly need to get something out of the game this weekend. Yeah, David made a really good point that this weekend is is really crucial, and I think he's absolutely spot on come kind of tea time on, well, Sunday afternoon after the Motherwell Celtic match. We'll have a fair idea um, who's going to finish in the top six, but there's yeah. some big games coming up for these sides. Indeed. Uh, that's the Battle of the Saints on Saturday as well. Greg, I believe you, you are heading to Paisley. Um, are you catching up with Div? No, Div, he is in the hospitality this week. He'll be uh, on sandwiches. sandwiches. You're not getting invited. <laughs> That's really poor. It's very keep, poor, David. It's yeah. been noted. He, he, he does keep promising, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> he, he's yet, yet to deliver. <laughs> uh, you, 
you had said to me, Greg, that you're going to Paisley to watch St. Johnson getting beat 1-0 by St. Mirren. Um, yes. And I suppose it's got that kind of feel about it. Uh, 1-0 for St. Mirren, by the way, is just 4-1. Uh, but I noticed that under two and a half goals, it's just 1-2, which feels really, really short, considering three of the last five games have gone over two and a half. Yeah, I've never seen a good game against St. Mirren <laughs> and Paisley. Not since I've moved away from Love Street. We used to hammer them at Love Street every week. Um, every time we played there for about 20 years but yeah it's not going to be a great game fully expecting St Mirren to win this and that's not me thinking with a heart that's more about our away forms dire uh, one win away from home this season we've only scored four goals Craig Levine isn't really um, winning over the fans I would say in one respect he's come in taking us off the bottom spot he's done a job he's going to keep us in the league probably I would say, but lots of games where his substitutions have been poor, not very attack-minded, only playing one up front, that sort of stuff. So I think in the last match I was at this season at St Mirren, they beat us 4-0, and mm. I was on my way home after 60 minutes once the third goal went in. So I'm hoping, not not for a repeat of that, but yeah, I think you've got a fancy St Mirren at home here. In decent form, St Mirren, they've kind of had a sticky part, but they've come overcome that. They beat Hibs away, got a really good one at home as well, and they performed well against Celtic. So uh, I'm fancying, I think last weekend for them was just a bad day at the office. They did everything but score, missed a penalty, and Stephen Robinson had a nice ding dong with one of the St Mirren fans. Um, but they're well placed for top six, St Mirren. If they get a result here, that'll go a long, long way to secure top six for them for the second consecutive season. So, yeah, Robinson doing a good job there. Not, not expecting a great game. Uh, and again, for me, he's probably a, a match best left on. Yeah, David, uh, I think it's 2018 since St. Johnson last won in Paisley and it's hard to make a case for them picking up the three points on Saturday. It, is, it must, I mean, St. Johnson fans for the last few years must be absolutely sick to death of watching defensive Football, they, they barely score goals for the last like four years. Hmm. Uh, oh, all right, David. All right. <laughs> you, think, you think like they would maybe try something different, like <laughs> like just the attack for a bit. I mean, they won the cup double. Have you not heard? Did they? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and uh, I just I just feel like you bring in another manager who's defensive minded instead of like maybe trying something and yeah I think at the time uh, Levine was brought in to, to keep us up by yeah. any means necessary and he's going to do that but I must be honest I don't think many St Johnson fans are, will be keen to see him still there next season no. I think it'd be a case of thanks very much done a job kept us up but yeah. I, I know a lot of fans are kind of pretty disappointed with how things have panned out recently just in terms yeah. of performances lack of goal threat bad substitutions not playing two strikers all that sort of stuff so yeah. I think we'll do enough to stay up but I think St Mirren are in a much, much better place on the pitch than we are at the moment. I think, like you say that, like I, I still wouldn't, I wouldn't back St Mirren at four to five. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mm, touch them. Short. Just, yeah, it's short. And I mean, they lost to St Mirren last week. It's Sally Livingston last week. And although celebrity St Mirren fan Dev McDonald did say they've actually played not too bad and missed a whole ton of chances, <laughs> um, that was a, that's a really bad result <laughs> to come off the back of and. and St. Johnson, they have a knack of just getting a result when they kind of need one. And I feel like with Ross County playing Levy this week, they might just find a way. 
um, find a way down there. But yeah, I don't think it will be. Uh, I don't think it will be a great game. No. You, you go with her, you go with our best wishes <laughs> though, Craig. Enjoy yourself, Craig. Have a nice afternoon. <laughs> uh, before we move on to Sunday's game, Greg, there's a wee goals bet that you fancy across the five games. Yeah, I think with the Scottish Premiership games, you tend to get decent prices on over 1.5 match goals. If you can imagine the English Premiership are still at home to Fulham, you're going to get 1 to 10, 1 to 12 on over 1.5 match goals in that match, but not in the Scottish Premiership. For example, this match we've just spoken about, St Johnston v St Mirren, it's 1 to 2 mm-hmm. for over 1.5 match goals. goals and yeah. looking across the five matches, lots at stake, lots to play, play for. The Hibs game, fully expecting two goals in that match. Definitely two goals at Ibrox. I'm expecting goals at Rugby Park. And I guess the question marks on Ross County v Livingston and this match. But for the five games, basically to one to have over one and a half goals across the five games, which is worth backing, I think. Yeah, and it gives you a wee interest from the three o'clock kickoffs, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Uh, okay, let's have a wee quick look at Motherwell v Celtic on Sunday. David, the pressure's on Celtic big time. Uh, two points behind Rangers now in the table, having had well, somewhere between a five and an eight-point lead, depending on how you want to look at it. Really poor result last yeah. week. A 1-1 draw at Kilmarnock conceded uh, that late goal. Um, and just the way Celtic are playing 1-3 feels hell of a shot, doesn't it? Yeah, it feels like a long time since Celtic played a Premiership game and just absolutely dominated somebody and just put them away early and got it done with. Like, I feel like they're just not doing it like the way they used to. Um, they've struggled through games, haven't they? Obviously, Kelly got a late uh, equaliser last week, but they, they struggled to beat Hibs. They struggled at home at Ross County. Drew away at Aberdeen. And, and it's just... I don't know. I feel like they're just not... They've not got a... Regular goal. Bucky Thistle, it. David. They beat Bucky Thistle 5 0. <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, I think it says it all when Matt O'Reilly's the top scorer. Like, I don't, and I'm not taking that away. He's a really good footballer, but he's, he's not your main goal threat, but he's he's your top scorer this year. And I just think that that's, that's the issue. That's why Celtic have not been um, as consistent as they have been previously. They've only lost two games and drawn five, but against this Rangers team who are in, in great run of form, you can't, just can't afford to, to drop points at home. Yeah, I think the I think the thing that concerns me is just that short price on Sunday, which is kind of understandable from a bookie's point of view. But there's nothing in Celtic's forum lately, Greg, that suggests that they should be one to three to beat anybody. No, there's not, and I think Celtic fans will will back that up. They must be very fragile at the moment, Celtic, and find themselves now in in second place, having led by eight points. I think this game for me. Unbelievably, Motherwell, depending on how Hibs or Aberdeen get on, they could go into seventh place with a, a victory here. I'm not suggesting that's going to happen, but I don't think Motherwell played that badly last weekend at Tynecastle. Hit plenty of corners anyway, and we're well in the game. Um, I'm not saying 2 0 flattered hearts, but it was, it was a last elite minute goal to make it 2 0 in that match. I did look at Motherwell corners here, and they're 4 to 9 to get three, and they're 11 to 10. To, to hit four, which I don't think is the worst of shouts. We do enjoy Celtic first half corners, but again, that's usually at home. But having looked across their last seven games, Celtic, they've hit eight, five, six, nine, six, eight, and two. So they've hit five or more first half corners now in six of their last seven. And as David said, surely they're due a, a performance and go out and actually have a decent match. 
So I think the over 3.5 Celtic first half corners pays us a shade below evens, which I'm probably not going to back, but I think the, the Motherwell t- three uh, looks very, very strong. So there's quite a few bets on the weekend. You could probably accumulate three or four of the kind of selections and angles into, into an ACA. But those are two angles I'll probably look at. Andy Halliday, if he starts for Motherwell, ex-Rangers player, ex-Hearts player, 94 for a booking against Celtic. Uh, and Harry Payton's quite a big price as well at 10 to 3. So, yeah, there's some angles there on that match and I'll have a look at that on at the weekend. Yeah. And, and Celtic have got to be careful because um, league's foreign player, Big Thelonious by Bear. Uh, <laughs> you Cam love Legend. that first name, don't you, David? Cam, Cam Legend. <laughs> uh, he, yeah, he's in great form. I, I, love, I love it when you see somebody proving people wrong and, and obviously it didn't work out St Johnson but I think uh, so far this year at Motherwell he's been fantastic No he has and I think everyone wishes him well at Motherwell I think yeah. everyone just wishes he'd, he showed that form in, in uh, Perth but that's just yeah. how it goes sometimes and he'll yeah, be Motherwell's biggest biggest threat on on Sunday and Stuart Kettlewell um, released today that he'll be in charge now until May 25 <laughs> Yeah bizarre but good for him uh, Yeah Theo Bear 41 I think if anybody's going to score Greg it's probably going to be Big Theo for another well, isn't it? Yeah, I would say so. He's definitely their main outlet. He takes their penalties. He's in and about the box, which is which is great. I'm actually quite looking forward to this match. I'm more interested to see how Celtic play, mm. given how poorly they've been and the fact now they really need to buck up their ideas and they can't afford any more slip-ups. Yeah, definitely need a, a performance to kick-start their season, don't they? Um, OK, let's have a wee quick run through some of the, the lower leagues. Uh, certainly some interesting stuff happening down there. Uh, championship race was blown wide open last week. Greg uh, Wraith, I guess surprisingly, beating Dundee United at home, given the form that the, the two sides had been in. Uh, and it was only Wraith's second win in seven but they find themselves just a point behind United, despite us kind of almost calling it that Dundee United had it, um, you know, certainly within their grasp. Uh, certainly things have taken a turn there and things are, have opened up once again. Um, Partick Thistle must be kicking themselves, Greg. They've drawn their last three. Had they been able to convert them into wins, then they'd be right up there as well. I think they'd only be four points behind Wraith. Um, so still plenty to play for in that championship. Yeah, there is. It was a big. It was a surprise for most of us last weekend that Wraith went on to win that match. As you say, Wraith had been in dire form, and it was an opportunity for United to put one hand on the title in that weekend. But they didn't, and a great late goal by St Johnson player Scott Brown really cracking finish right towards the end of the match. Um, a point ahead of Wraith Rover still, Dundee United obviously with a better goal difference, and they're at home to Queens Park. Um, this weekend definitely won't be touching United at that price yeah. uh, far far from it uh, on the Friday night Partick Thistle are at home to Dunfermline and Dunfermline really for me out of the clubs at the bottom other than our growth I would say Queen's Park have improved yeah. uh, Airdrie have had a good season Air are f- a good f- what, four points ahead of them they're, they're on the way up Airdrie have got games in hand Dunfermline will more likely decide to finish ninth mm-hmm at the moment in this league uh, an opportunity here for Thistle to I guess put a stronger grip on third place bearing in mind Thistle are only five points ahead of high-flying Greenock Morton who are now what 13 games undefeated in the Scottish Cup quarterfinals uh, a decent point last week you have to say against uh, an improving Queen's Park for Morton and they're at home to Morton and I know David uh, quite fancies the, the home side yeah 
I do, Morton. Obviously, you, you said it. Their form is amazing. They up in fourth. The last five games, they're they're top of the top of the form table. They've won three, drawn two, scored twelve in those five games, and they're at home to the worst away team in the league, which is Airdrie. Airdrie have picked up seven points in the road this year, worse than our growth. They have played fewer games, but still really, really, really poor on the roads. They've scored just six goals and uh, conceded fourteen. Um, so yeah, Morton at home to Airdrie this week it looks like a looks like a home banker. Uh, they're even money, which Looks pretty good price, but I'm happy to, to take on the, the goals, which I know something Greg always champions. And uh, it's actually better priced. Morton to score two or more is um, eleven to ten or two point one. And I just think with their form, with Airdrie's away form, uh, it just looks like a, a sort of very very good price. And David, you've played in that kind of championship. It's a really really difficult league, and you can't really understate just how how well Morton have done to put that kind of run together. Yeah. Have I, have I, I did, did I mention my hat trick at Capolo? Um, I have no, go on, no, go on, yeah, I have, go on. Have, <laughs> have scored a hat trick at Capolo for oh, the South. Yeah, yeah, no, I used to love playing down at Greenwich. It's a cracking pitch, really. I scored a, quite a good few goals down there, so I always enjoyed it. Um, I think, um, yeah, I just think it's so tight. If you look at Morton, Morton are sitting fourth. But they're only eight points ahead of ninth. And Dunfermline, I know it's Dunfermline in shocking form, but if Dunfermline can put a run together, they can still get in the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, Air United's looking up four points behind Green and Morton, thinking, right, we can go for this playoffs. And then they just need to look behind them four points and they're in the relegation playoffs. So, yeah, the championship is, is absolutely brutal for, 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 for this This weekend, Arbroath host Inverness. And if Arbroath were to win this game, they could go just three points behind Inverness, yeah. and they've got a game in hand. Yeah, um, and we've kind of yeah. said that our both are now kind of looking. Yeah, written them like off, a, haven't we? Our League One side, yeah. we have, and rightly so. But yeah, it's very, very tight. There's going to be lots of twists and turns. I've got no idea at the moment who's going to finish fourth in that last playoff spot. At the moment, you have to say Morton. They're four points ahead and a game in hand, but Air are doing really well under Scott Brown. Another great result for them last week at Airdrie, a 3-1 win in that match. And they are at home to Wraith Rovers on Saturday. So I definitely would not be back in Wraith in that match at odds on. No. Absolutely not. Although saying that, that was odds on at the start of the week. Wraith have been, <coughs> have been kind of backed out now. Yeah, they're drifted. 13-10. Yeah. They're yeah. drifted out 13-10. Air 15-8. I think this would be a cracking game on on Saturday, and a game in which we'll probably see some goals in. Wraith can't defend. I don't think Wraith keep many clean sheets, and Ayr are scoring goals under Scott Brown, so that's definitely the game of the day for me in the in the Championship. Yeah, and Anton Dowd's hat-trick last week, Greg, for Ayr at Airdrie. Uh, another terrific win for Scott Brown. He's made a flying start to life at Somerset Park, hasn't he? And I think I've just got on my notes, this is not a game Wraith Rovers will be relishing. No, it's not, and it could go a long way with United at home to Queen's Park, Although Queen's Park are doing really well under Callum Davidson, the double cup winning manager, <laughs> uh, I don't think Queen's Park will go there and get a result. You, you still fancy United to get the job done at home and get the three yeah, points. And potentially there's every every chance that Wraith could slip up away to, to air. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's going to be an early one at Tannadice. I think David, especially uh, Callum Davidson's just made Queen's Park quite difficult to beat since he's gone in there, hasn't he? Yeah, and I, th- I think that's what we thought he would do. Like that's what kind of he was good at in St Johnston, and 
Yeah, Dundee United must be absolutely raging, well, furious with the, themselves for, for losing that game last week. They put themselves in a position where win that and they're looking almost certs to win the title and now they've they've dragged Rafe back into it. So yeah, I think this is a game that they they'll yeah, they'll be desperate to get back to winning ways. But as you say, Queen's Park won't make it easy. Yeah. Just on that Friday night game, Greg, Partick Thistler eight to thirteen to win at home against Infermline. I think that's a fairly solid price. Um you can get, I think close to even money if you add in two Thistle goals, uh, which doesn't look too bad an angle on Friday night. Yeah, I think if Thistle want to win this match, they're going to have to score two goals anyway. Um, so it's a qu- qu- quite a good angle. The Fremen are struggling. They've got Chris Kane on loan from um, St. Johnston as well, which is a probably quite a good capture for them. So, yeah, I'm expecting Thistle to win this, but I think they're going to have to score two to do so. Thistle are scoring goals, mm-hmm. but don't keep too many clean sheets. Yeah. Okay, let's have a wee look at League One and it's pretty much all over bar the shouting at the top of the table. Falkirk beat Hamilton 3-2 last week to move 14 points clear. Uh, can't see them getting caught, Greg, but I suppose there's the potential that they might take their, their foot off the gas a wee bit. Um, still remain unbeaten, I suppose, so that's something for them to, to aim for between now and the end of the season. Yeah, I think we should congratulate Falkirk as League One winners. I think it's done and dusted. 14 points ahead, better goal difference. They are 1-66 to 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 win the league, uh, Falkirk. So, job done in League One. And their five-year nightmare in the third tier of Scottish football is, is over for them. What's more interesting is that Hamilton now are in no man's land, 10 points ahead of Aloha, who they, who they meet on on Saturday so I'm really looking forward to this match Aloha are in great form actually one of the league's form sides they've got um, young Wales from Kilmarnock on loan who's had a, a really good season for them and I think this, this could be a game in which Aloha very nicely priced at 9-2 you have to say yeah yeah yeah, just one defeat in 10 for Alwa. 1-7, drawn 2 and lost 1 yeah. in the last 10 games in the league. Uh, yeah, David, that was kind of on my short list at 9-2. Mm. Um, Alwa in this one, I just yeah. thought Hamilton, Hamilton, as Greg says, kind of a bit of a bit of no man's land at the moment. Just one win in four for them. Um, and obviously that defeat last weekend kind of ended any hope they had of going up as champions. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think the league's done, as you say, and uh, yeah, Aloha is a great price. They've won won their last four. Um, three of them have been at home, but coming in coming in, in good form. And they are ten points behind. But I think this game, they'll think that if they can win it, they'll put a bit of pressure on Hamilton for that second spot, which doesn't make that much difference in the grand scheme of things. But yeah, it could give them a wee confidence boost. But yeah, Aloha, Aloha double chances two point seven five, and for me, that is just a, a price you have to get on board with, given the good form yeah. of them. I tell you yeah. what, they've gone under the radar a little bit, Aloha, because a couple of months ago, Cove were one of the form teams in the country on a really good running run. I think they won seven or eight in a row. Looked like third was, would be theirs for the taking, but Cove unbelievably find themselves in fifth now. Montrose and Aloha have overtaken them in, in the table, and they're at home to, to Annan on, on Saturday. I think there'll be goals in this match. Cove don't keep many clean sheets. They're hemorrhaging goals. They lost 4-1 last weekend. To, to Aloha and I think this match for me is if you're looking for an over 2.5 goals side mm. match this is one of them same with Hamilton and Aloha I think there'll be goals in both those games yeah I'm not having 47 on Cove to win in Saturday Greg. absolutely not just back goals a much yeah. better price 
I'm Aloe as well, part of uh, my treble with, with Hearts. Aloe at the score is 1.66. So, yeah, what's that? Four to, four to six or something. <laughs> in, old, yeah. in, in old money. So, yeah, Hearts and Aloe are part of a treble. And the other, one, the other one's um, Kelty Hearts. Um, Kelty Hearts are home to Falkirk. Obviously, Falkirk ran away with the league. But uh, Kelty Hearts. They lost four two at Montrose last week. Before that, they won three two. There's goals, goals in them. They beat Edinburgh City three nil. Um, and I just think Falkirk can't they can't win to nil every week. They 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 have been pretty good defensively. It's fair to say, but I mean they're not going to go there and defend. So they'll they'll leave themselves open to counter attacks. And Kelty Hearts, uh, Kelty Hearts at home, I can see them scoring one point six six. Um, add that to the treble, and the treble pays just. Just shy of uh, four to one on uh, one bet three six five. So four to one Hearts, Allah one Kelty, all to score a goal this weekend. That's my that's my goals treble. It sounds good. And that that win last week, David probably just felt like the final hurdle for Falkirk a wee, a wee bit. So yeah. they might indeed take the foot off the gas. Same as we've seen with Stenhouse Muir in League Two, which we'll get to in a wee second. I just want to highlight Edinburgh City are six to five uh, to score at still in Albion. Edinburgh City at eighteen to one. On Saturday at the moment, still in Albion, just one to nine. But Emirates City did get a point against Queen of the South last weekend, Greg. Yeah, they did. Uh, I don't think Queen of the South fans were very impressed with that performance. But Edinburgh City are, are battling on. You've got to give a lot of credit to Edinburgh City players because they're what seventeen points adrift. They're pretty much real. They're, they're going down. Simple as that. But they, they keep they keep performing though. They keep battling. They haven't really disgraced themselves since. Kind of the struggles end of end of the end of last year, so still an Albion will be as you say a very very short price. But you have to say, Edinburgh City have scored at least one goal in a lot of their games, and some in fact they've actually scored two in a lot of their mm. games against the better sides in the league. So the six to five definitely not the worst shout, especially in this league. Yeah, and I can't help but think that they've got a win in them before the end of the season, and at one one week they're going to land kind of. 16 to 1, 18 to 1, 20 to 1 odds. Uh, I just don't know which week that's going to be, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, it feels like they might have a win in them. Uh, let's have a wee quick look at League 2. I don't have too many notes for this one. Um, I kind of just wanted to highlight the 9 to 20 price on Stenhouse Muir, which on the face of it looks looks short, but actually I think it's reasonable value, Greg. Uh, Steny are 15 points clear at the top of the table. They have drawn their last two, but there's 39 points between these two sides. So that's making me think that 9 to 20 is not a bad price at all. Yeah, there's been a drift in Stenhouse Muir for some reason. They were 1 to 3 start of the week. Clyde were 6 to 1. Clyde can't string any results together. They got a really good win last week and they've then gone and lost at home to, to four for uh, eight points adrift now at the bottom. And uh, yeah, they look doomed to be playing lower league football next season. I was surprised David didn't look at Elgin at Peterhead to score. Peterhead played during the week there, 0 no draw at home to Bonnie Rig. And Elgin are in pretty good shape at the moment too. 4 to 7 to score a goal at Peterhead, they're 4 to 1 to win the match. And I think also in the channel I mentioned, I was keen to see how Forfer got on midweek at Clyde because East Fife under Dick Campbell started pretty well, a win and a draw. But having won against Clyde during the week, Forfer, 11 to 5 actually looks a decent price for Forfer at East Fife. Uh, it's definitely a game best left alone, but I was I was keen to look at East Fife initially. But yeah. I, th- I think I've changed my mind on that, ma- on that match now. Yeah. Um, anything else from you, David, in League 2? 
Nah, I think uh, yeah, it's, yeah it, it's not a lot to play for anymore. It looks like Clyde are kind of down the playoffs, like almost settled maybe. I feel like Stenier, Stenier are definitely up and just, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of inconsistencies in League 2 and I'm pretty sure last time on the podcast uh, you said that what do we say about League 2 and that, that is to leave it alone. So yeah, I think I'll just leave it alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, let's have a wee recap over bets for this weekend then. Starting yourself, Greg. Yeah, so starting off in the Rangers Hearts match, and I'm taking Rangers over 3.5 first half corners at even money. Would also suggest backing over 2.5 at 4 to 9. And I've got a double Dundee over 3.5 corners at Hibs, and doubling that up with Ross County to win the corners match bet in that game, and that double pays 5 to 4. Also, quite fancy goals at Kilmarnock v Aberdeen, which pays 19 to 20. And I'll have uh, a bet builder from the Motherwell Celtic match on the Sunday as as well. Good stuff. And David? Yeah, uh, start off in the Premiership. We will go with uh, two cards each in the County v Levy game. That's even money. Um. Also, fancy hearts to score, and that's part of a treble along with Aloha and Kelty hearts, and the treble pays 4.95. Um, down to the championship, Morton to score two or more goals at home to Airdrie, that's 2.1. And finally, in League One, Aloha, double chance, so Aloha to draw or win pays 2.75. That's a way at Hamilton. And that's my bits for the week. Excellent, and just as we're wrapping up, I see that Molde have made it 3 0 in Poland. So, um, yeah, we've got that to look forward to a Norwegian team in the last 16 of the Europa Conference. I think the, the draw is tomorrow, so we'll look forward to that. Um, don't forget, you can follow David on Twitter at dweatherston11. Um, give him a follow before the Norwegian leagues kick back into action at the end of March. And of course, you can follow Greg on Twitter at browning84greg. You can find out details of how to join his private page channel if you're not already a member and that's us for this week's podcast thank you very much for listening and best of luck with your bets this weekend cheers guys and good luck with your bets